Joining us on the program today is Tyler Fulton with Ham's Marketing Services to give us an update on the hog markets. Forward prices uh, took a, uh, an amazing jump yesterday. Um, so kind of a unique thing happened uh, yesterday. This was the first day after the uh, hogs and pigs report. The most recent hogs and pigs report was out. And what the report showed was a, a really a significant drop in um, kind of projected market hog supplies over the course of the next six months or so, um, and actually for that matter beyond that. Um, but what, and so that that showed up immediately, kind of the first um, first trading day after the report release. Um, but that coincided with a change in the um, in in hog futures limits, um, so that there is rules that kind of govern how much the price can move, and uh, they expanded those limits to pretty much the largest that we've ever seen before, or at least in my, uh, in my memory. And uh, consequently, we saw the biggest move in, in hog futures and therefore forward prices um, that we've ever seen. Um, it was a pretty remarkable day. And it reflects the fact that uh, that hog supplies are are going to be down roughly six percent, according to the USDA, from year ago levels, which is um, yeah, which is very significant. And uh, what about uh, cash prices? So cash prices are moving at a at a different pace. Um, you know, we typically see more influence from seasonal, you know, seasonality uh, on kind of the, the day-to-day cash prices that producers that haven't got a committed contract have. Um, and so they've kind of been been lagging uh, what we've seen on, uh, co- on contracted hogs or on hogs that are referencing the uh, pork carcass cutout, so like the, the value of the pork that the, that the packers sell. Um, it's all a, probably a little bit technical, but the 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 reality is the the report out last week will likely in you know help um, raise up those those cash prices as well. They're still going to lag a little bit, but um, I think it's fair to say that we're looking at probably some profitable hog production uh, in you know in the fourth quarter and in the winter time when typically. It's typic, you know. It's it's difficult to find um, margin there. Um, so it's a. I think it's a good and improving scenario on the cash front. Anything else to highlight here this week? Or it's a unique kind of circumstance where um, where we saw you know two major news items. Um, the you know the tight hog supply, still strong demand, and you know and this change to the rules on on lean hog futures that uh, resulted in really an unprecedented move. So it's, um, it's nice to be able to, to report that kind of stuff sometimes. That was Tyler Fulton with Ham's Marketing Services giving us an update on the hog markets. Continuing on today's Prairie Egg Wire, we're joined by Justine Cornelson with the Canola Council of Canada. She gave us an update on the canola harvest in Manitoba. Nice weather continues. Uh, last week, the province reported canola harvest being up over 85%. Um, so, like I said, we should be seeing that number come to an end here real quick and have most of that crop off. 
yeah, I guess with uh, expecting some warmer temperatures this week as well. So I guess that'll that'll help. The uh, yeah, warm, really hot, dry conditions uh, progress. You know, no real rain or anything in the forecast to cause any delays. Um, you know, that being said, we've had some kind of tougher crops uh, going through now, so it's nice to have this flexibility um, and open schedule to get in there and, and take crops off when when guys can or when people can. What are uh, yields looking like? You know, it's still a very mixed bag. Uh, you know, we're moving into some of the probably the nicer looking crops. So yields are looking a little pro- more promising. Um, but you know, we've we've had a very uh, wide range of uh, of yields this year. And quality, how's that been? Uh, you know, it started off a little bit of, a little rocky with some sprouting and germ, and you know, challenges with regrowth in the crops. So just harvest challenges. Uh, but you know, quality's coming off okay. We've we've got a lot of smaller seed this year, but. Um, in the end, the, the quality and that oil profile is maintained in it. So, yeah, and I guess touch a little bit more on that on that regrowth and some of the challenges there. Brought in challenges, you know, not only to get the crop harvested off, but now you've got to deal with it, um, especially based on how dry it still is out there. Uh, you know, we've we don't have a lot of available moisture, um, and we've got a lot of our nutrients still sitting in in the field because the the crops weren't picking it up. So. Um, you know, trying to manage it in the fall just kind of sets you up um, much better for, for success next year. Um, so getting in there, thankfully, once the crop is off, you do have more options. Uh, but being so dry, you know, herbicide carryover is something that we're starting to hear a lot of and, and just kind of keep on top of mind of what that crop is that you plan to plant next year um, if we continue in a dry cycle. So uh, there's been a few really great notices come out this or the past week. Um, BSF's put out a, a notice to their growers uh, just, you know, letting them know some of these, these cropping restrictions. And uh, in regards to canola, right, we are uh, concerned about Group 2 carryover. Uh, so, like I said, just being being aware of, of, of what your available moisture and how much accumulated moisture you had throughout the season um, and, and what uh, those crops are going to look like next year. Any advice, I guess, in terms of uh, storage, anything farmers should be considering? or You know, if you had a little bit of green seed or maybe had some sprouting going on, being very cautious with those bins. Uh, you know, aeration, get, um, just keeping the airflow through them. A lot of them are coming off quite dry. Um, but as we've got t- temperature fluctuations, you know, we're hitting 30-degree days. Uh, there's been some really cool nights, you know, 2, 3 degrees. So um, just keeping that air rolling and then making sure uh, you're not developing any hot spots as this starts to cool off as we move into winter. Anything else you wanted to touch on? Or? For next year, right, people are starting to pick out uh, cultivars or hybrids for next season. Um, if they're looking at something like club root resistant hybrids, uh, now is a great time to get out, uh, take soil samples, um, and submit them to see if you have club root or not. And all Manitoba canola growers get free testing uh, through the, the PSI lab. So a, a great program to, to that was Justine Cornelson with the Canola Council of Canada. That's it for the Prairie Eggwire for today. If you have any questions or opinions to share, send them to us by email, thefarmdesk at goldenwest.ca. I'm Corey Canute. Thanks for listening and have a great afternoon. The Prairie Eggwire will return tomorrow on the Golden West Farm Network.